been there this morning just as we're praising and worshiping, and I don't, I just want us to stay in this attitude of praise and of worship unto God. I just sense this morning, just as we do every, every Sunday, but there's an emphasis this morning just lifting up the name of Jesus and glorifying Him and just declaring that it is all about Him. You know, I just thinking about this message, and Moses said to God, Show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. He didn't say to God, give me this or give me that. You know, let me understand everything. He said to God, show me your glory. And just as a wee bit of background to this message, I was sitting a number of weeks ago and just in the room and, and, and I just I had a thought and I was looking actually for a song which it, it was about the glory of God. And it was called Glorious Day. And the thought just hit me from the Spirit of God. Say, the day is not glorious in and of itself. The day is glorious because God fills it with his glory. You know, the Bible says about the whole earth will be full of his glory. The earth is not full of glory. The earth has no glory of its own. It is filled with his glory. And he gives it its glory. And us as people, and as human beings in this earth, we have no glory of our own. We have the glory that God has given to us. He fills us with his glory. Nothing is glorious outside of him. Nothing has glory in and of itself. He is the glory of it all. Nothing exists outside of him. Nothing has value or worth outside of him. He gives it its glory. He gives it its value. He gives it his worth. You know, in Revel- let me just read for you from Revelation. You don't have to turn to this. I want to just read this from Revelation 21. It says about the new Jerusalem, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was one of one pearl, and the streets of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple there, therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And listen to this, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Even the new Jerusalem has no value in itself. He gives it its value. He lights it. He fills it with his glory. He is all glorious. It would be lifeless and lightless without him. Isaiah 30 verse 26 says, Moreover, the light of the moon shall be, the, shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. You know, this is talking about the, new, the, the, the millennial kingdom when God comes back, when Jesus comes back. And it says the sun will be brightened, or the moon will be brightened as the sun. And it says the sun will be brightened sevenfold. Now it's hard, we can't even look at the sun now. And on a real bright night, it's very hard to stir at the moon. But it will be brighter again. But even that won't outshadow God. It doesn't outshine him. 
He outshines everything because he gives it its glory. He gives it its value. He gives it his worth. He is the gloriness of glory. You know, we think of, of, of Genesis and it says everything was without form and void. Talking about Genesis 1. And it says then he spoke. He spoke and it changed. There was no form. It was void. It was lifeless. It was useless. But he spoke into it. And his glory filled it. And it changed. It became life. Life filled it all. There was purpose. There was plants. There was animals. There was the the kingdom in in the seas of the fish. He done it all. He filled it with his glory. In and of itself, it was without form and void. But he filled it with his glory. Think of us. He says he took man of the dust of the earth. The dust of the earth. Gathered it together. But then he breathed into it. He breathed his glory into man. And it says man became a living being. When he breathed his glory in. We are here and we exist because he breathed his glory into us. It's his glory that fills everything. You know, this is the mistake that that false religions have made. They look at things and they call it God, but it's not. But he has filled it with his glory. And it's meant to point us to him but they worship the creeping thing and the trees and the sun and the moon. But it's filled with his glory. And it's to point us to us. He is the gloriness of glory. And this just came to be, as a belief in the Spirit of God, just, it is glorious because he has filled it with his glory. That's a simple point this morning. Everything has its glory because he fills it with his glory. He is the gloriness of glory. All his ways are glorious and everything about him is glorious. The Bible tells us he is glorious in battle. Turn with me to Psalm 24. just want to read verse 7 and 8. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He is glorious in battle. The Lord fights on our behalf. The Lord fights our battles for us on our behalf. And it is a glorious battle. He is glorious in battle. Turn with me quick just to Exodus 14. I do have a few scriptures I want to jump about, but it's good to read these. And this is the story of Moses bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. And you know the background, verse 14 talks of, of, of coming out and they come down to the, 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 the Red Sea. 
And the Egyptians are coming with their chariots and their horses behind. And they're standing there and the Red Sea is before them. And God comes between, in a pillar of cloud, comes between his people and the Egyptians. And he says to Moses, stretch out, stretch out your staff. And the waters parted. The waters parted. But look what Moses said to the people, because they were afraid. The people were afraid. They seen the Egyptians coming. And Moses said in, in, in chapter, or verse 13 of chapter 14, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no, no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. These people were afraid, but Moses spoke on behalf of the Lord and encouraged them not to fear, not to worry. Your enemies, you see them now. In a little while, you'll see them no more. And I want to just read in verse 15 the song of Moses when they moved over the, the, through the Red Sea and the Egyptians were following hard after them. And God says, lift your staff, and let the waters come in again. And they were drowned. Every last one of them. None escaped. And a great victory was won by God that day. He is glorious in battle. And Moses said, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider have he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has diced in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou, thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, and the flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy, wind, the, with thy wind, the sea covered them. They sank as laid in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. And the mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold, take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine arm. They shall be as still as a stone. Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over, 
which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in that place, O, God, o Lord, which thou hast made for, for thee to dwell in the it for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which the, thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign for ever and ever. For the horse of Vero went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, answered them, Sing you to the Lord, for he have triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. The Lord is glorious in battle. And we read that. But I want to encourage ourselves this morning. You may be in the midst of a battle, but the Lord is on your side. And he is glorious in your battle. He will bring you through. And, and it will be a victor- it will, the, the, the victory will be a glorious victory. The Lord is glorious in battle. The Lord is glorious in our battle. And yes, we may have the battle through, but the victory will come in him. Verse 14 and 16 of what we read there, it talked about the inhabitants around will fear. When the Lord brings you through that battle, the enemy will be afraid. He will think twice the next time when he tries to take you on because the Lord is with you. You think of what Joshua said after this in Joshua 1. He says, it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Listen, the enemy fears us. Not when we do our own thing, but he fears us when we're walking in the will of God because there will be a glorious victory from a, glory, a God of the glorious battle. He is the gloriness of glory. The Bible tells us his name is glorious. Turn with me to Psalm 72. Now the Psalms are not all in chronological order. And this is this theologians say is the last Psalm that David ever wrote. And I want to read verses eighteen and nineteen and twenty. It says, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things, and blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. His name is glorious. He has a glorious name. And what a way to end your life. David hears the last thing he says. His last prayer. And it is to lift up the glorious name of Jesus. It is to lift up the glorious name of God. It is to praise him and declare the greatness of his name. Our God has a glorious name. What a way to end your life. Declaring the glorious name of God. Let me just read a couple more scriptures to you. I'll turn to these. First Chronicles 29, 
Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and all in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor cometh thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. David was never afraid to praise the glorious name of Jesus. Nehemiah 9. Then stood up, the, the, stood up upon the stirs of the Levites, Jeshua and Bani, and Cadmiel and Shebaniah, Bunai, Surabiah, Bani, and Chenani, and cried with a loud voice unto the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua and Kadamai, Bani, Hishabaniah, Shurabiah, Hodjiah, Shebaniah and Pethahiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. And blessed be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Philippians 2 and 9 says, Philippians 2 and 9, Wherefore, God also have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He has a glorious name. You know, when Jesus comes back, when he comes through the clouds in that day, Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether they want to or not, but because of the glory of his name, they will bow the knee. They will bow the knee because his gloriness is so great. The glory of his name. His name is glorious. And he who has an, whose name is glorious means that all his works are glorious. Psalm 111. Again, Psalms of David, of praising God, but they speak for themselves. All his works are glorious. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Listen, the works of the Lord are great, sought out of all, them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are, 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 are truth and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He has commanded his commandment forever. Holy and reverent is his name. His works are glorious. Everything that he has ever done is glorious because 
He is glorious. Psalm 145. You can turn with me if you want. Again, they speak for themselves. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare the mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the mighty, speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. His works are glorious. Now there's times when we say, Lord, what are you doing? But we don't understand. We're here on earth. But we have to trust him. And we have to say, Lord, your will be done. Because your works are glorious. Isaiah says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. We have to trust God. Because all his works are glorious. Genesis 18 and 25 says, Shall not the God of all the earth do right? His, his works are glorious. We're praying at the moment for, for Claire and, 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 and young Noah. And we can say and ask questions, God, why? But listen, we have to trust him. For his works are glorious. He knows what he's doing. And it will be for his glory. His works are glorious. But the greatest thing for us is the glorious gospel. The glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Just want to read a few more scriptures to you. 1 Timothy 1 verse 11 says, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. 2 Corinthians says, 4 and 4 says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on to them. This is a glorious gospel. It is a glorious gospel. And we've just had communion. And sometimes we, 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 we go through the routine. But listen, it's always good to remind ourselves of just how glorious the gospel is. And we understand it when we see just where we were where we were. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Listen, we were in death. That was our future. That's where we were headed. That's what we deserved. Put it whatever way you want, we were in a prison cell. We were dead in our sins. Ephesians says that we were dead in our sins. When you're dead, you're dead. That's it. There's no chance of life. 
when we're dead like that, there's nowhere for us to go. A prison cell. We were a prisoner to our flesh, to the lusts of our flesh. Let me just read Galatians 5 to you. Five and nineteen says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murder, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, we can never have a high opinion of ourselves because that's who we are. That's who we were. That, was our, that is who you were. Now we can in our pride say, I'm worth more than that. But the Bible tells us we're not worth any more than that. We were subject to our old nature. Subject to the old man. That's where we sat but God. The Bible says, but God who is rich in mercy. But God who is rich in mercy. The glorious gospel came to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Ephesians says, has quickened us together with Christ. The word quickened means he made us alive. Where we were dead, we're now alive. That's the glorious gospel. He has made us alive with Christ. So now we can walk in his glorious life. He has filled us with his glory. Where he breathed into us, at the, when he breathed into man at the beginning, and when man fell in sin, through the glorious gospel, he has breathed new life. New life into us. And we can live in his glorious of life. The Bible calls it newness of life. The old man has gone. The new man has come. We are totally different. We are alive in him. The gospel is glorious. The song we sing. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Because you died and rose again. We are accepted in the beloved. Where there was death, there is now life. Where there was rejection, there's now acceptance. Where the doors were closed, they were thrown open. When the temple curtain was rent from top to bottom, the way to God was open for us. Listen, this is a glorious gospel. When we look at where we were and what he has given us, this is a glorious gospel. Philippians 3 verse 21 says, Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. We're no longer subject to our, our lusts and our prides. Yes, we can choose to walk in them but he has given us the power to walk free from them. He has given us the power to be free through the glorious gospel. Listen, this is good. This is good news. 
This is the gospel, the glorious gospel. The glorious gospel changes this vile body. Colossians 1 verse 11 says, He strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. This glorious gospel has strengthened us. Strengthened us to live in this world. This is not our home, but we have to live here. But this glorious gospel has strengthened us that we don't have to live by this world's ways. He strengthened us with might and glorious power. When we say, I can't do it, listen, we demean the gospel. We can do it because he has given us his glorious power. When we go through things, he has given us the power and strengthened us with patience and long-suffering where we can endure and we can stand strong. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I never complain. And you can't say it either. But listen, he has given us a patience and a long-suffering. He has given us the strength to do it. And we need to keep our eyes on him. As Clifford said at the start, we lift our eyes to him. It says, patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Listen, I would rather endure with joy than endure with a big long face, which many times I do. But he has given us a joy. We need to remember what he has done for us. This is not our final goal. Heaven is our final goal. We have a hope and a future. The glorious gospel strengthens us. The glorious gospel gives us a hope and a future. Titus 2.13 says, Looking for that blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The glorious gospel has given us a hope and a future. We're going to heaven to be with him. We're going to see him, the glorious Jesus. We're going to declare his glorious name. We are bought with a glorious price. The Bible calls it an unspeakable gift. He is glorious in battle. His name is glorious. His works are glorious. His gospel is glorious. The Bible goes on in Exodus 15 verse 6 says, His glorious power. Exodus 15 verse 11, it talks of His glorious holiness. In Psalm 111 verse 3, it speaks of His glorious honor. In Psalm 145 verse 12, it speaks of His glorious kingdom. Isaiah 11.10, it speaks of His glorious rest. Isaiah 22 verse 23 speaks of the glorious throne. Isaiah 30 and 30 speaks of his glorious voice. The Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard. Isaiah 63 verse 12, it talks of his glorious arm. Speaking of his glorious strength. Romans 8 verse 21 speaks of his glorious liberty, which he has given to us. Ephesians 5 verse 27 speaks of the glorious church. That's you and I. He is is bringing us to be a spotless bride. We are a glorious church. Not because of ourselves, but because he has filled his church with his glory. Philippians 3 verse 21 speaks of his glorious body. Everything about him is glorious. Nothing in and of itself has glory, but he fills it with his glory. We serve a glorious God. He is the glorious of glory. 
and at his glorious appearing, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Nothing will stand before his glory. Nothing will stand before his glory. He outshines it all. For he is the gloriness of glory. I've asked the band to come because I want us to finish with a song. I don't want to keep you long this morning just as the Lord leads. If the band could come, please. An old preacher called Edward Payson says this. Give my love to my friends in Boston. Tell them that all I ever said in praise of God or religion falls infinitely below the truth. And anything that we can give, it will fall short. Psalm 66 verse 2 says, Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. And this is why I've asked the band to come. Because we're going to praise him. We want to make his praise glorious. Because he is glorious. He has filled us to sing praises unto him. He has filled us to give glory unto him, to give honor unto him. We just want to take a few moments, just as as, as the band comes, as Clifford leads, you know, whatever way the Lord leads with Clifford. But we want to make his praise glorious. You know, I was thinking, and I wrote it down, what praise we can give him will fall infinitely short. But what praise we have, we will give to him. So we want to praise him and glorify him this morning. And we want to make his praise glorious because he is worthy. Go ahead, Bon. If you could stand, please. One day when heaven was filled with his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men and my example is he The word became flesh and Light shine among us, glory revealed. Living, he loved me, dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sin far away. Rising, he justified, freely forever. One day, he's coming. Oh, glorious day, oh, glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on a tree. Suffering anguish. Despised and rejected Bearing our sins by Redeemer is He The hands that heal nations Stretched out on a tree Took the nails for me Living He loved me 
Stay. 